Oh, yeah. TGIF Let's Go Neighborhood. Sometimes you just gotta book some fantasy to plan out some wrestling, what you want it to be. This is By the Book. Come take a look. By the Book. Well, technically, you'll hear it. DC's just a fan laying out his plan. By the Book. To get you in the spirit. This is By the Book. So, hey, neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is By the Book. By the book. Shooby doo wop. Wada. Yeah. Welcome back to By the Book. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. We are T minus four hours and 41 minutes away from night one of WrestleMania. That is when I am coming at you with this episode, episode 18 of the Corona Cup, aka the tournament. Of nerdiness. We are in the consolation rounds, and the other day I realized I probably don't need to do eight episodes of teams who lost. Uh, there are good names in here, but let's be honest, probably not great teams in here. So, my plan is to try to get through as much as I can in a 45 to 50 minute time period. Uh, I'm not even looking at my computer. I'm looking out the window, which is weird because the blinds are drawn. So I'm kind of partially looking out through a crack in the window, uh, but I don't want to get distracted by the birds. I'm going to try to strike that delicate balance between not just regurgitating names and making very quick decisions, which I think would be a little dull, and I don't want to belabor all of these things. I'm going to try to remember our rules. Were I smart, I'd have listened to the last episode and remembered the rules. But we know our rules. We know uh, team I've seen beats team I haven't seen. We know names beat unnames. A team name is important. Um, we have to consider historical context. That was a new rule. And um, if I can't remember the names of all the people in the team, that probably is a bad sign. And I'm on page five right here. And the first matchup, we already run into that problem. The first team is Heidenreich and Animal. And the second team is XXXL. I believe one half of that is Ace Romero. Uh the other half, I'm going to say, is Barrington Hughes, but I don't think that's right. Nope. It's Larry D. So just based on that, I have to give the win to Heidenreich and Animal, which means we have our first 16 seed who advances uh, in the tournament. That didn't happen in our last episode. And, of course, has to do with Heidenreich. Heiden. Heidenreich. Uh, anytime we can give Heidenreich some love. We will. Uh, Heidenreich advances. Uh, team Triple XL goes into the double losers bracket. I have the 2010 Hardy Boys versus the team of Bushi and Shingo from New Japan. We have talked about how uh, New Japan is getting hosed but good in these episodes because I don't follow New Japan, especially historically. I can envision Bushi and Shingo as a team. I don't know that I've seen them. Um, and as much as I love Shingo, and I do, uh, just, you know, while the Hardys in the 2010s were not as good, of course, as the Hardys of the late 90s, they were not bad. So let's give the win to the Hardys. Uh, Bushi and Shingo will go to the double losers bracket. Now we will remember, of course, I'm saying this more for me than for you, that doesn't mean that Heidenreich and Animal will take on the Hardys uh, because when we go back to the tournament proper, um, whoever loses the matchup of three count 
and the Fantastics. Let's enjoy that dream match. Um, we'll be taking on the Hardys. And whoever loses uh, Bad Company versus the Rockers in an AWA throwback uh, will be taking on Heidenreich and Animal. And just the way it works. All right. Uh, I have Gato and Jado. Jado? Gato and Jado? Uh, taking on Team 3D. Another situation in which uh, this is not the best version of the Dudleys. And while uh, I can appreciate historically the importance of Gato and Jado, they were a Japanese team, came over, very influential, um, clearly have influence in New Japan. Uh, I don't think anything about them is such that they should get a win over the Dudleys, no matter what their name was. If it's Brother Ray and Brother Devon or Bubba Ray and Devon, either way, Team 3D will get the win. The last matchup is uh, American Dragon and Curry Man versus, I believe they would be the enforcers of Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco. Let me minimize this so I stop getting distracted by my Twitter notifications. Um, I had put to my inner circle, Brandon Banks and Jeremy and Glenn, I had put to them and said, somebody better give me a reason to not pick the animal slash food related tag team. I love Curry Man. Christopher Daniels, one of my favorite wrestlers, is wrestling in a mask with food on his head. Uh, and, you know, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. However, if we consider our rules, I've not seen that team. I can imagine that team, but I've not seen that team. Arn and Larry were, I believe, the enforcers. Uh, so multiple rules indicate that uh, the enforcers, Arn and Larry, must win. American Dragon and Curry Man, I love you desperately, but you're heading into the loser's bracket. All right. I appreciate that I am not looking at the time. I'm not stressing about that. I do need to check every so often to make sure I'm still recording. But otherwise, we're doing good. No hot tags this week. Just flying solo. I put some questions to the inner circle. Uh, Banks had nothing to offer. Glenn had nothing to offer, which is just fine. We're in the constellations. Um, Jeremy didn't weigh in, but Jeremy, you know. Jeremy's a busy guy. He's got stuff. He's got kids. He's like Heath Slater. He's got kids. He's up on ladders fixing siding. He's driving to Texas and getting Whataburger. He's a busy guy. We'll leave him alone. Let him just enjoy the episode, and he can yell about it uh, later. Uh, page six, Constellations. Lenny and Lodi, which had a couple different team names. Uh, were they standards and practices, or was that the Harris brothers? I don't recall, but I know they had um, team names. Versus, again, New Japan, Desperado, and Kanemaru, who's the guy who drinks alcohol in the ring. I appreciate the sentiment. Um, I got to give it to Lenny and Lodi. I understand that Desperado and Kanemaru are multiple-time junior heavyweight tag team champions. And if I wanted to spend this episode Googling things, which I don't, uh, I would look it up. And Lenny and Lodi, I don't know if they ever held tag team gold in a major promotion, but Lenny and Lodi were an important part of WCW near the end. They were always around. Lenny looked like Chris Jericho. Uh, Lodi looked like Billy Idol. Not that that matters, but I'm giving it to them. You disagree? Let me know. At the DC Matthews. Tons of funk. Brodus Clay and Lord Tenzai. Versus the Heavenly Bodies, and this is the version with Stan Lane. Um, going by my rules, they both have names. Neither, I, I can't say that the Heavenly Bodies with Stan Lane had historical context. The Heavenly Bodies as a team may have. Um, I've seen tons of funk more, and so based on that, I will give them the win. So Heavenly Bodies with Stan Lane into the console in the double losers. Uh, the Minnesota stretching crew of Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin 
versus Matt Seidel and Ricochet. Excellent match. You got Brock and Shelton in their very, very early days. Um, that story continued through the 2020 Royal Rumble where Shelton came out. Brock was there. You know, that was in a, for someone who remembers reading PWI magazines about that tag team and those talents. The fact that they had a chance to be in the ring together, albeit briefly, was great. The fact that Shelton Benjamin's still employed, whether or not you wanted the Hurt Business to break up, and I don't know what's going on. Again, WrestleMania's in now four and a half hours. Um, either way, regardless of what you wanted out of the Hurt Business, uh, it's great that Shelton Benjamin is still employed. Um, Seidel and Ricochet were good, but I'm... In this case, yeah, the stretching crew. I love the idea of that team a whole lot. And while I'm often uh, trying to remind myself not to fall too much in love with the idea of things, Bo Dallas as the friend. In this instance, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, another junior heavyweight tag team, Prince Devitt and Taguchi taking on LAX. LAX was a two-seed that lost uh, to the Briscoe brothers of Jack and Jerry. Um, this is Homicide and Hernandez. They will beat, of course, uh, Devitt and Taguchi, giving us a fantastic um, junior heavyweight matchup that may have happened uh, in New Japan. I'd go look, except I canceled my subscription when Will Ospreay won the titles. Not going to lie. Within... 10 minutes of knowing that Will Ospreay, uh, who I believe falls under the dumb bad guy rule, which is worse than being a dumb guy or a bad guy, when you're a dumb bad guy, um, New Japan gave him the belts. I don't care what the reason is. You no longer deserve my support, and so you don't have it. I think I do still technically have um, access to the website through the beginning of May, but I'm not using it. I... I wasn't watching anyways. I was happy to give them my yen. I no longer am. So, my love to Yano and Shingo and Ishii and all of those guys. But, nope, not going to do it. Um, but that match probably does exist. All right, page seven. The Bravado Brothers versus Sabu and Tasmaniac. I believe I saw that Harlem Bravado which is possibly my favorite wrestling name ever, um, got a WWE contract, which I thought was ridiculous. I remember, I've seen him in something, probably an Evolve show, and thought he was good. He had some heel. I wonder if he'll be a manager rather than a wrestler because I don't recall Harlem Bravado looking. I, I In my head, I picture Eddie Dennis. Um who does not look like a wrestler. He looks like a teacher because he is. Um, so I wonder if Harlem Bravado will wind up in some other role. But again, I could be wrong about a lot of that. Uh, they're taking on Sabu and the Tasmaniac. Clearly Sabu and Taz need to get that win. So the Bravado brothers, who I have not seen, uh, are in the double losers bracket. Um, Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly versus the 2010s New Age Outlaws. A lot of uh, all-time great teams in their uh, past their prime years. And I'm including the Hardys with that. 2010s Hardys is past their prime. The fact that uh, Matt Hardy got an entire career renaissance out of broken Matt Hardy is great. And a testament to the creativity and intelligence of that man. But he is past his prime from an in-ring standpoint. I like Charlie Haas a lot, obviously. The world's greatest tag team is among my favorite tag teams of all time. And I am heartbroken that I was close. Not exactly close, but in the ballpark of getting them on my WWE network. And now have to wait for all of that to get on to the Peacock. Um, but I, again, I do think that even though, uh, Billy Gunn, who I also love and the road dog are past their prime. I do think that even past their prime outlaws beat Charlie Haas and hardcore Holly. They were not a great team. Clearly both of them had better teams that we will talk about. 
Uh, the team of Gunner and Storm, so that's James Storm, taking on Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler. When I wrote my questions for the Inner Circle, um, I basically just said, somebody pick one of these teams. Since then, because I collected a bunch of YouTube wrestling clips and I watched uh, Memphis, probably, um, wrestling from 1980, and it featured the team of Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler. So now I can say I have seen that team. Still have not seen Gunner and James Storm. Haven't broken into Impact yet. Should get into that. I think my hesitation is, well, nope, nope. No tangents. No tangents. I can talk about why it's annoying that I have to open up a separate app at a different time. Um, but I have seen them, uh, you know, Wrestling in Memphis in 1980 wasn't, you know, you weren't going to confuse it with TakeOver Stand and Deliver. You weren't going to confuse it with Walter and Ciampa. You weren't going to confuse it with Pete Dunne and Kushida. But it was an entertaining match. And they, you know, they come out for a promo. They leave. We go to commercial. They come back from commercial. And they come out and cut another promo. It, it was clearly they had no one else in the building. Um, but I will give that to Dundee and Lawler. Our last matchup is uh, The Mighty Don't Kneel, which is the original version of Nick Miller and Shane Thorne, whatever their names were at that time, uh, taking on the team of Brian and Brad Armstrong. Road Dog was on this page twice. I technically have not seen a The Mighty Don't Kneel tag match. So, But then again, I don't know that I've seen Brian and Brad Armstrong as a team either, and if I did, they were likely... Uh, enhancement talent so I will go with the team with the name um, over the team without one you know Brian Armstrong road dog before becoming the roadie not great you know Brad Armstrong I would argue has more talent than all the other Armstrongs put together no disrespect man and I'm not counting bullet Bob of the Suns. No disrespect really meant to Scott and Steve and Brian and any of the other Armstrongs that I might not know about, but Brad was just that darn good. Hall of Fame level good in this podcaster's opinion. All right. Uh, on this page, uh, this is where one would have found The Miz and Damian Mizdow, except at the end of round one, we had a triple threat, last chance triple threat. Miz and Miz Dow won that thanks to an excellent hot tag from Brandon Banks. Um, so they're not part of this team. They're not here. Uh, so we will have to figure that out. I could put in the current NXT Tag Team Champions, MSK, because I don't think they're on here at all. I could put them in um, to replace Miz and Miz Dow and have them lose to Miz and Miz Dow's opponents and then be in the double losers bracket, but that seems wrong and cruel uh so we'll just go with it um in the easiest matchup of the day the acolytes are going to absolutely destroy cheeseburger and will ferrara it's not like it's it's the kind of eating to, to use a uh, modern comparison at least it's topical for me now on wrestlemania day um that would be a bigger beatdown than when the Dora Milaje beat up John Walker on the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, the new Captain America got his butt kicked, but good. And it would be even more of a one-sided beatdown. There's a little topical comment for you. Uh, the Dirty White Boys versus AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. I am going to say that the Dirty White Boys are Tony Anthony and Brian Lee. I don't know if that's true. Let me look it up. Uh, uh, again, don't want to necessarily do this, but let's see. Um, or am I not going to be able to find it now? He and Tracy Smothers were the thugs. I didn't know that. I did wonder if that was... Oh, is it Len Denton? Nope, those were the grapplers. 
Well, you know what? Either way, no matter who it was, it wasn't Brian Lee. So um, by that end, and because of that, I will say that they can't win because I didn't know who they were. Uh, so the team of AJ Styles and Kurt Angle will get the win. Now, it is likely that Angle and AJ were going to win anyways, but at least I had some fun getting something wrong. Uh, uh, two Hall of Famers, Kane and RVD. Both new Hall of Famers, in fact. Congratulations to them. Uh, just because of that alone, we will give them the win over the team of Andrade and Angel Garza. Let me look back. Who did Kane and RVD lose to? They lost to the Body Donnas. Wow. Uh, that must have been, I must have included the sunny factor in there. I don't hate it, but just when you say it out loud, it sounds wrong. Uh, and then The Miz and Shane McMahon will um, win by forfeit because Miz and Miz now are no longer part. And so uh, for the first time, we had a lot of buys in uh, the first season. This is the very first buy of the uh, season two. Andrade and Angel will get a buy and advance into the uh, double losers second round. I don't know what we're going to call that. We'll figure that out later. Page nine. We're cruising. This is five pages done in 21 minutes. Wow. All right. Shows what happens when I don't um, look at my computer. All right. The Shining Stars versus Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swag. Let me sip my water and think about that. Now that I know I got some time. Hmm. I don't remember the team of Ziggler and Swagger. No recollection of them as a tag team. Um, I'm thinking of them both with money in the bank briefcases, and I can't promise you that Jack Swagger won one of those. This is total lost years. Uh, so going down the list of my rules, the Shining Stars have a team name. Ziggler and Swagger do not. Um, I can remember watching a Shining Stars match. Can't remember the Ziggler and Swagger match. Um, what are some of my other rules? Goodness. Um, name versus unnamed. Seen them versus not seen them. I know all my parents. I can't exactly remember what all my other rules were, but it doesn't matter because I'm given the Shining Stars the win. Uh, if we want to consider historical context, um, they increased the timeshares in Puerto Rico, which is nice for them. Um, serotonin, Kaz and Havoc versus 90s Luger and Sting. I don't know who Havoc is, and I want to see. <laughs> I can tell that I searched for it. Um uh, yeah, I see it's Havoc, but who is Havoc? That doesn't help me. Havoc is... Oh, Johnny Devine. Okay. I feel like every time I don't know the answer to a TNA question, the answer is Johnny Devine. Pretty sure that's the case. Uh, I'm giving it to Lou Grinstein. Um, And I don't think we have to talk much about it. Lou Grinstein, amazing competitor well sting's an amazing competitor luger's there too um serotonin not johnny divine would go on to more success in team canada and kaz his hall of fame career speaks for itself uh Rapongi vice versus the team of christian york and joey matthews aka joey mercury uh named team over not named team maybe york and matthews had a team name but i am unaware of it um that would be a great match. York and Matthews were, were good, you know, in the end of ECW. Not great. Not as good as many of the other teams. Certainly no Amish roadkill, uh, but better than Chris Chetty and Nova, I suppose. Uh, and then I love this matchup so much. Uh, Private Party versus J&J &J Security. So you imagine that J&J &J Security, I'm, I'm, I'm going to set the scene for you on this one. I don't fantasy book this often, but I'm going to set the scene for you. So we have this 
this multiverse that exists outside of time. And you have private party walking down, uh, you know, or they, they pull up in a limo. Private party, get out. Whatever the name of private party, Isaiah and Q, Q they get out. They've got their little entourage. They walk up. There's the velvet rope, which is clever for their entrance. Uh, they go to move the velvet rope, and Noble and Mercury stand in front and go, you're not on the list. And Private Party's like, what do you mean we're not on the list? You're not on the list. You're not coming in. You're not on the list. Who are you guys? We're J&J Security. Uh, we're on the, we are the party. We're the private party. We're going in. And that leads to a brawl backstage, which then leads into the ring, and the match happens, and J&J Security win, of course. Joey Mercury again. I must have... I must have bumped on that the first time, but, uh, you know, we were close to having a Mercury versus Mercury battle, um, but we will not, because J&J Security is going to win, Private Party, who I have seen on some sort of AEW thing and was not impressed with, uh, doesn't win. J&J Security advances. Page 10. I'm getting good at drawing straight lines to separate the first consolation from the double losers. I know you're proud. Uh, the Conquistadors versus the Pitbulls. Um, you know, when I think of the Conquistadors, I think of Edge and Christian dressing up as the Conquistadors. I know there was another version of that team, but I don't know who it was. The Pitbulls were good. They weren't great, but they were good. Uh, they were a great ECW tag team because they weren't good enough to get to WCW or the WWF, but they were good enough to be... You know, they, Paul Heyman, let them wrestle. Same with the Eliminators. Let them show off their stuff, told some decent stories, maximized their talent. So the Pitbulls, happy to give them the win. Um, the perfect event versus the Vianos. I enjoy the Vianos. Uh, there are a lot of matches in my uh, YouTube wrestling spreadsheet, I believe, that involved the Vianos. A lot of, a lot of people on YouTube like to post squash matches. You know, here's PN News battling somebody from 1991. Um, here's, you know, the Gambler. Now, granted, I love the Gambler, but here's the Gambler wrestling Dustin Rhodes. Here's, you know, Viano Four taking on Eddie Guerrero, which would be a competitive match, but you know who's going to win it. Um, so it's funny how often that happens on YouTube. Now I'm torn, though, because the perfect event, eh, Palumbo and Stasiak, eh, not great. Not great. The Viano's very talented. And I, I you know, I'm going to mention what I consider historical context. Might not be historical for anyone else, but I am reminded of a Monday Nitro. Raven is wrestling the Vianos. Um, he's probably teaming with Saturn. And Raven gives Viano 4, I even know which one it was, it was Viano 4, uh, a move and obviously hurts him. Not intentionally, but obviously Viano 4 is hurt. And Raven breaks character Instantly, instantly, Raven is gone and he immediately like turns like hold, you know, you can see in that moment that Scott Levy, the man, took over and made sure that this guy was OK. And that was great. I think I remember seeing it as a kid and I remember watching it in my run through of WCW and it was just very impressive. Um, and I enjoy the Viano. So, you know what? Because I really didn't care for the perfect event at all, uh, I'm giving the win to the Vianos. Because that's what I can do. Um, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson versus Three Live Crew, which is uh, Ron the Truth Killings and BG Jim. Road Dog once again shows up. I, I wanted to know, was Ric Flair... Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, are they a tag team or are they stable mates and friends who occasionally teamed up? Because I consider that to be a difference. So, 
because I haven't done it huge amount yet, I'm going to turn to uh, a website I like. If you if you know me, you know I like ProFightDB.com. Um, I'm looking up Arn Anderson. There's a section for opponents and partners, and I can click on Ric Flair. I want to know how many times they teamed just as a duo. Um, hello. Oh. Um, nothing's happening. If I look at Rey Mysterio. Oh, Rey Mysterio shows up. Let me give it a minute waiting. Okay, so here we go. Um, September 16th, 96. Anderson and Flair versus Jericho and Marcus Bagwell. All right. Uh, Anderson and Flair versus the Rock and Roll Express. Huh. That's a match I'd go back and watch again. Anderson and Flair, Anderson and Flair, Anderson and Flair. And All right, so in 96, they were teaming regularly. American Males, again, the Luger and Sting, who we just talked about. Uh, nasty Boys. Okay, so they were a team. They also teamed in 1990, but only a couple of times against Doom. Again, a match I'd like to watch again. I got to go back and, and watch some WCW stuff more. And then in Clash of the Champions 31, they wrestled Vader in a handicap match. So not a huge run for them in terms of uh, a tag team run, but enough that I can give them the win comfortably over three live crew. While three live crew, I'm sure I will appreciate. Actually, I'm not sure I'll appreciate that when I get to TNA. Um, but I'll watch it at least. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Flair and Anderson. And then High Voltage versus the Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys got to win that. Um, high Voltage was good, but did a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. You ain't going nowhere. So looking ahead, taking 30 seconds to look ahead. I'm on page 11. We're 32 minutes in. I can at least get through two more pages, which would be like a double episode. Or do I push it and try to get through five more pages and get halfway done? I think that is what I would rather do. So let's continue. Uh, too Much versus Big Show and Kane. No question about it. Big Show and Kane win. Who did they lose to? Shinzaro. Okay, fair enough. They lost to Shinzaro. Probably some recency bias there, but I'm okay with it. Um, Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli versus Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel. Uh, Slater and Gabriel were tag champs, I believe. Moss and Sabatelli were not, so that's enough there for me. We'll give the win to the Nexus boys. Uh, Generation Me versus Edge and Christian as the Brood. I again, I, I had, I had mentioned that some help would be nice if anyone wanted to defend uh, Generation Me or Edge and Christian as the Brood because if it's up to me, and really the question is um, why should Generation Me win? They probably shouldn't and they didn't because if you're in the Brood, you're with Gangrel and if you're in with Gangrel, you're going to go far according to this guy. So, Edge and Christian win. And then the Harris brothers as the NWO versus the Insiders. Uh, that would be DDP and Kevin Nash. We give the win to the Insiders. Even though I don't even really remember a whole lot about that tag team. The Harris brothers, I, they just do nothing for me. It's just stand there and wear a suit. That's all I want. Anything else, I don't like it. Get out of here. All right. We move on. Yep. Uh, the boys, Brandon and Brent. Yeah, Brent and Brand, Brand, Brandon, Brandon, Brent. Either way, uh, the boys are going to lose to the Killer Bees. I, you know, I do. I may have mentioned it before, but the Killer Bees were the first time I saw anyone pull twin magic because they had put the bee masks on. That was so clever when I was a kid. I thought that was the smartest thing I'd ever seen. Um, Misfits in Action versus the Mexicools. Um, hmm. eh. I was going to say the Misfits gave us Stacey Keebler, but they didn't. 
That was major guns who did nothing for me. Uh, having said that, I'll give it to the Misfits. The Mexicals, um, the whole reason I'm making this decision, 100% honesty. Uh, I watched the Misfits in action when I watched my WCW. I didn't get to the Mexicals, so I don't really know. And I can't imagine they had huge historical context except to give wrestling video games a lawnmower entrance for a while, which I'm sure was fun for people creating their own wrestlers with a lawnmower entrance. Uh, the BWO versus Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree. Uh, the BWO has historical significance. They did take over uh, when they had absolutely no right to do so. The Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards and Nova had absolutely no right to be as popular as they were, and they did it because they made fun of the BWO or the NWO, and they did it. Um, so I'll give that to them. Credit to them. And then Ric Flair again. Uh, teaming with Sting, so it's the Nature Boy versus the Naturals of Andy Douglas and Chase Field. That's not it. That's a baseball park. Uh, Chase Stevens and Andy Douglas. Wow. Why do I know that? What possible reason besides doing a podcast do I need to know the names of the Naturals? But that's them. I'm confident of it. Uh, I'm giving the win to Sting and Flair. Um, because the Naturals, despite having a team name and despite probably being a team longer, it's Sting and Ric Flair. You don't beat them. End of story. Page 13. Yep. Um, Jesse and Festus, a.k.a. Luke Gallows, versus Demolition, which was Smash and Crush. This was when Axe was injured. We will give it to uh, the slightly awkwardly dressed Demolition. I don't know. You know, I, maybe they were trying to go for the Road Warriors, but you watch an episode of Family Guy and they're doing this weird sort of Fifty Shades of Grey thing, and um, Peter Griffin's pretty much dressed like one of Demolition, and that creeped me out when I was younger. So Demolition wins, Jesse and Festus, which was kind of an inappropriate angle anyways as someone who has dealings with uh, students with special needs. was a little weird. Uh, Stars and Stripes... Marcus Alexander Bagwell and the Patriot versus Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. I, I put out, you know, if anyone cared about this matchup, let me know. Nobody did. Um, Stars and Stripes has a name. But Keith Lee and Shane Taylor were really good. I don't know how long they were a team. I don't want to go into a tangent on how disappointed I am that I can't watch all of Honor Club. And again, I really should get over the completionist part of me um, and just do it. But I'm giving the win to Lee and Taylor. Keith Lee and Taylor. It is a shame that we won't see Keith Lee uh, at WrestleMania, which starts in four hours and five minutes. Stars and Stripes into the double losers bracket. Um, Cesaro and Jack Swagger, the Real Americans, versus the Headhunters. The Real Americans, again, not... They don't have historical context in the sense that they didn't do anything extremely historic or memorable. But what I like about that team is with Zeb Coulter, they put their... Which is, which is fascinating to me. They put their finger on where parts of America were. This is at the beginning of the Tea Party, if I'm remembering correctly. We had no idea that Donald Trump was going to be president. That had not entered any of our brains. But this was where, you know, the, the, the kind of don't tread on me thing was really starting to kind of take off. And we were heading in that direction. And WWE, for all of their faults, does do a nice job being able to keep their finger on the pulse of where we are and have a storyline that sort of matches that. People might not have liked what happened with Muhammad Hassan, but it's kind of a similar thing. Um, so I will give credit to the Real Americans for that. Plus, it'd be fun to watch uh, Cesaro swing the big headhunters around. Uh, I am the thing I am most excited about for this night, night one. It's not Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon in a stupid cage. Um, and it is certainly not the main event. Uh, it is to watch Cesaro. I, whether or not this is his first main show, Cesaro is going to be unbelievable tonight. And Seth Rollins is going to make him look like a god. 
mark my words. You won't be able to because this is coming out weeks after, but I'm just trust me when I say, like a god. Uh, the Job Squad versus the Kingdom. You know, the Job Squad, I feel like they tried to be the BWO. Um, and I appreciate, kind of, kind of tried to be the BWO. The shirts, you know, they, they kind of were trying to do that sort of thing. Uh, I'll give it to the Job Squad, A, because I don't really know a lot about the Kingdom, and B, because I appreciate that a bunch of super talented guys who weren't getting the chance to shine they wrote a storyline about them kind of stepping up and saying, no, it wasn't the social outcasts. Scorpio and Hardcore Holly and Al Snow were more talented than the social outcasts, and I include Bo Dallas in that. This was if we, you took guys like Gulak or Humberto or who else is not be Keith Lee, you know, um, guys like that and gave them a chance to air their frustrations and kind of reference the fact that they are, you know, they're the main event. In today's society, you'd call them the main event, like they'd be called the main event, not because they think they should be in the main event, but because the only way you get to see them is to watch main event. Copyright 2021, DC Matthews. That's a genius idea. Uh, Giving it to the... Job squad. All right. Page 14. We can do it. We can do it. Si se puede. Uh, Kevin and Evad Sullivan. I'm going to watch some of their matches on um, YouTube at some point. Uh, taking on X Factor. I don't love X Pac or Just Incredible, but they probably should win. As much as I enjoyed, again, if, if I commented on just the last page, if I commented on just the last page about how kind of not great, not PC it was to do that Festus thing, can't do that, uh, the Evad Sullivan thing. It also means I probably shouldn't like Eugene, but I do. Um, so Kevin and Evad go into the console, uh, the double losers bracket. X Factor advances. Um, the Dirty Blondes versus British Ambition. Uh oh. Um. British Ambition, I think, is Neville and Oliver Gray, but I never watched them wrestle. The Dirty Blondes, they're the MLW team. Let me look. Dirty Blondes, MLW. Okay. Uh, I don't know their names, but at least I know who they are, and I've watched them wrestle. And so while Neville and Oliver Gray are probably the better team, based on the rules that I have created, uh, I got to go with uh, the Dirty Blondes. Because, again, I've watched them wrestle. I did not see Neville and Oliver Gray that I am aware of. Uh, Rapongi 3K versus the CNC Wrestle Factory. That would be a fantastic matchup. CNC Wrestle Factory, Cedric Alexander and Caprice Coleman were good. They were very good. Caprice Coleman should be bigger than he is. Tepid take. Not hot take because no one really cares. But, um, hmm. However, Rapongi 3K, I do know again. Multiple time tag champions. I think they just uh, got back together. One of them may have been injured. So, CNC Wrestle Factory, hard luck losers into the double losers bracket. And then we've got uh, the WWE version of Gallows and Anderson versus the Beverly Brothers. I like the Beverly Brothers. I like having the genius there. Their finishing move was ridiculous. I'm giving them the win. I understand that people love Gallows and Anderson, but I think most people will agree the WWE version was not the best. All right. You. Perfect. Um, Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson versus Power Warrior Hawk and Power Warrior Suzaki, I think. Kensuke. Technically, I've seen Hotbody and Stetson. I don't know if I've seen Road Warrior Hawk team with Kensuke. But again, 
one of the sub rules of historical context has to be personal D.C. Matthews historical context. I mentioned it in the last time we talked about it. World War Three. Kensuke is on his way out of the ring. Hawk is trying to pull him back in the ring. And he's like, come on, come on, come on, Kensuke. And I knew from being a nerd and reading PWI, I knew that they were a tag team. They weren't referenced as a tag team in WCW as far as I knew. But I knew they were a tag team. So the fact that that was kind of being referenced and then Hawk got eliminated along with him, I thought that was cool. That's enough for me to give uh, Hawk and Kensuke Sasaki the win. My apologies to Johnny Hotbody, a better wrestler than he had any right to be. Uh, Aries and Strong versus the team of Jeff Jarrett and Matt Bourne. I tweeted this out earlier. When you go through the list of things that are bad, you have dumb guy. Under that, bad guy. Under that, dumb bad guy. Under that, Austin Aries. And at the very bottom, Joey Ryan. That's my hierarchy dumb guy bad guy dumb and bad guy aries joey ryan so austin aries has no business making it winning any match in this tournament unless he wrestles joey ryan so Jarrett and Bourne win uh neville and Corey graves versus the broserweights i am sorry to you neville but again i don't remember watching that team either and the Broserweights have a name, and the Broserweights were good, even if they had Matt Riddle. Even if they had Matt Riddle. I had forgotten that Matt Riddle was part of that. I was just thinking of Pete Dunn. Either way, giving it to the Broserweights. And then uh, TNA, Tustin Albert versus the great Sasuke and Jushin Liger. Technically. Technically. I should give the win to TNA because I've seen them wrestle. Um, I don't know that I have seen a great Sasuke Jushin Liger match. I did just have a momentary idea to pause recording, go to YouTube, find a great Sasuke Jushin Liger match, watch it, even just like two minutes of it, and then come back and have a reason to give the win to them. But to try to stick in some way to the honor of the tournament and the rules that I have created. I will give the win to TNA. If only that they introduced us to Trish Stratus. All right, last page. We got through 12 pages today. That's amazing. Um, hey, we just talked about him. Uh, the Bollywood boys are beating Candice LeRae and her tag team partner that we're not going to talk about anymore. So... Apologies. What I should do, what I should do, is I should make a team of Roderick Strong and Candice LeRae, which would be a perfectly lovely team that I'm sure would do well, and it would get rid of both of the worst of us um, that they're associated with. But uh, they were wrestling the Bollywood Boys. Bollywood Boys get the win. Uh, the Rock and Roll RPMs taken on the Hype Bros. Uh, Jeremy has let me know, and I think Glenn has backed him up, that the uh, Rock and Roll RPMs were terrible. So the Hype Bros will get the win. Uh, the Heartthrobs versus the Megabucks. Uh, Andre and Ted DiBiase were not teams, a team for very long, but historical context with the Megabucks. DiBiase trying to buy the title off of Andre the Giant, which is what Cameron Grimes should be doing. Cameron Grimes should be trying to buy a belt off of somebody at some point. Um, so the heartthrobs loose. And then the Southern Boys versus the Bouncers. Um, uh, I didn't think we were going to have a hot tag. But because I love him so very, very much... Um, Glenn did send in some thoughts on the bouncers. We listened to it at the end of the last, the first round. It was his hot tag. Uh, he was not successful in terms of getting the bouncers back into the tournament proper. But I did say that we would listen to it again 
when we got to the bouncers in the constellations. We are here now. So while it is slightly more work, I will freely admit it is slightly more work to put in a hot tag. Glenn would do the same for me. Glenn would do so much more for me than I would probably do for him. And it's just because Glenn's a better person than I will ever be. Armbar Abbott is the best of us. So in honor of Armbar for the bestest of the besties, here is a hot tag on the bouncers. It's the hot tag. Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser are just going to be too strong and powerful for the Southern boys. With Brian, one of the most agile 300-pound pluses around, and the Bruiser showing why he got his name. They are just going to be too much for Tracy and Steve, those good old Southern boys, to handle. Glenn, I am inclined to agree with you. So my apologies to Jeremy. Jeremy, were you not diving off of ladders and doing all that house dad stuff? You might have been able to save the Southern boys, but we'll give the win to the bouncers. All right, friends, we did it. 51 minutes. 12 pages. We're not halfway done. It took two episodes to get halfway done through the consolations uh, in at least the first round. I think what we'll do is we will try to, dare we try for an hour and get it done in three? I think we might. I think we might, but we'll definitely get it done in four. So that's half the number of episodes I thought it was going to take. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you very much for joining me. I had fun. I hope you had fun. This chapter is closed. We'll see you next time we go by the book. Take care now. Bye bye then. I got to watch the WrestleMania. <laughs>